tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The A to Z of Disease Podcast. Welcome to the A to Z of Disease Podcast with me, Rose Mokonyo. We are continuing with our series of discussion on various diseases that affect children. And today we are discussing about malnutrition. And with me is Dr. Penina Mosioka, a pediatrician at Machakos Children Clinic, who will be taking us through this discussion. Karibu Daktari. Thank you so much, Rose, for having me today as we discuss malnutrition. And uh, it's a very important topic because every time a mother comes, we'll ask you, is my baby growing well? Is my baby achieving the right weight? And I want to say my nutrition is uh, interesting because most of the time we tend to think about it as undernutrition. But I also want to say it's also overnutrition if you look at it that way. So mostly you find that baby is not able to grow the way it's supposed to grow. Some are not putting weight at all or others are actually overweight. And uh, that means the nutrition is not being done properly. And that's why it is malnourished. It's malnutrition. So mostly we start with one we call undernutrition. And in undernutrition we classify according to how severely baby is affected. There are some who will have what we call severe acute malnutrition. They are the ones who will have moderate, some will have mild, and even have some chronic malnutrition. There are many causes of this. Mostly you will find it is the intake of the food. And uh, the intake has two aspects. It, it can be that the food is actually not available, so the child is not getting much. Or it can be the food is available, but the child is not getting the right you know, types of food which will enable the child to, to thrive. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, that causes obesity in children? Yes, that can also cause obesity because you may find that a baby is getting a lot of you know, starch compared to the other foods and is even getting more than the child needs. So the child ends up being overweight because, for example, if a child eats you know, a plate of chips plus a soda and uh, what else? And ice cream. I mean, look at that food combination. It's a lot. It has a lot of starch, and even that food is not even balanced. And there's a lot of starch in it. All that starch, the baby does not require it. So it ends up being stored as fat at the end of the day. Yeah. So getting the proper nutrition for a child, we insist on a balanced diet, meaning getting that the baby is taking all the three main components of food from the different types that you are getting carbohydrates. We are getting proteins and we are getting the protective foods, which are the vegetables and the fruits, at the right proportions so that this child is able to thrive properly. Mm-hmm. At every any moment where you'll find we are giving one which is more or one is less, you'll find that child is not able to thrive properly because all these are required for the proper growth and development of that child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, how will the different forms present? As in, how can you tell that one is undernourished or overnourished? So the undernourished, mostly they will present to us. They Most of the time they don't come because they are undernourished. They come because of other reasons. Maybe they have a pneumonia or they have a diarrhea or vomiting, and that's what makes them to come to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And how we know who is nourished and who is not is from examination. Basically, you will find some, the hair is very, you know, scanty. 
it's the color changes is not black it's a bit brown some they even have skin changes where the skin seems to be peeling uh, some will even look like they are big like you may think it out is well nourished but it's actually edema the legs the feet are swollen the tummy is swollen because of being malnourished and that's the one surely how to call the protein energy malnutrition which is kwashako the child is taking a lot of energy foods but is not getting the protein foods yeah so they have edema as well but mostly you'll realize they are wasted apart from having the edema on the feet and the stomach appearing the belly looking big you when you look at the the shoulders they look quite wasted when you look at the buttocks they are also quite wasted so the child has signs of wasting then when we do the measurements we we'll do the, the the weight we also we do the the height so we usually do what we call the weight height score and then there is usually a chart we usually use the WHO chart and to be able to chart the child and know where they lie is it negative 1 negative 2 or negative 3 z score so the ones who lie under negative 3 z score those ones they usually have what we call the severe acute malnutrition the one who have um negative 2 is moderate then negative 1 it's mild then apart from that we, the height we look at it very very closely because it may be the first sign to tell you that something is happening to this child and stunting has been malnutrition which is long forgotten nobody looks at it because by the time the child starts to stand and is not growing in terms of height it already tells you nutrition has not been going on well for her for some time now mm-hmm. yeah so also you have to look at the height for age so that you know whether this height of the child is it the ideal for the for that age so that you know whether they standing or not mm-hmm. and the same thing is what we are going to use to know whether the child is having overweight or is obese because again when we do now for the obesity we look at the the bmi and then also look at the bmi for male and female they usually different the charts and we look at also the the percentage like we are able to see when i i do the bmi for this child who is 12 years and i compare with other children who are 12 years what is the weight i'm expecting at that time so if they are more than 99% percentile then we see those ones are already overweight not even overweight they are obese because more than 95% they are overweight more than 99% they are obese mm-hmm. yeah then we are able to tell now this child we need to start you know getting some interventions to control this weight from going to that mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. yeah between what ages does uh, malnutrition present it's common at any age but it's common under 5 especially for the undernutrition it's actually common mostly for the under 5 years and it's actually one of the causes of mortality and morbidity in that age group and you know for us in the sub-saharan africa you realize because of this drought we are facing you, lack of food is actually real and that is really the most common cause of why the child is not is undernourished because the food is not available but i will tell you the truth is especially around here in machakos most of the time you'll find it's not that the food is not available but the knowledge and the skill of knowing what to give to the baby and how to give it it's what is lacking mm-hmm. and it's what we are trying to address so that you can see where we can change that notion how do you test for malnutrition in children for both extremes basically is your height and weight mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. called we also do what we call the mean upper arm circumference that's what you will find being done mostly by the nutritionist and even when we are trying to screen in the community that's what we are going to use the mid upper arm circumference mm-hmm. but the moment they get to the hospital we do that z score the weight the weight height z score because it's more accurate and also very accurate for the smaller ones especially they under 6 months mm-hmm. 
Then when it is for the obesity, we usually do the, the BMI and then we chat it in the chat and be able to know where they lie and be able to know how to address it from there onwards. Mm. Of course, now after that, there are the investigations you need to do because you don't assume that this is just lack of food or apart from taking a good list to know what could be the cause, there are some who will be getting it because maybe they have um, some malabsorption disorders. So they are eating but they are not absorbing the food. Some are chronically ill, like the ones who have TB, the ones who have chronic kidney disease, the ones with heart diseases, or even um, HIV. You see, those are very different. The conditions are making them to be to be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then even now, these are the ones who are on the other extreme who are obese. obese. There are conversa hormonal issues which are making them to be obese. Mm-hmm. So you, you just don't look at it like just a nutrition issue only, because it can be a, you know part of a bigger global disease mm-hmm. in that child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than controlling what the child feeds on, are there other ways that you can manage malnutrition in children? If the child does not have any of those other conditions which can cause feeding under nutrition, mostly it's usually feeding. And it depends with the severity of the condition. So the ones who come with severe acute malnutrition, those ones they basically get admitted to the hospital and we start with what we call therapeutic foods. Because their bodies are not able to take a lot of food all at once. In fact, giving them a lot of food may actually cause death in these children. So we start with what we call F75. Then once we transition, we're putting on weight well, then we can proceed to F100. Then I'll start transitioning to other foods now. But the ones who have you know, moderate or they have, they have passed what we call the appetite test that we have given them those therapeutic foods and they're able to eat and they're finished. Then those ones we can manage at home. So apart from giving them the therapeutic foods, they also being fed on the other foods. You just need to make sure that those other foods they're being getting, they're actually well balanced. Mm-hmm. That we make sure they're getting enough calories from the carbohydrates, they're getting enough proteins, and they're getting enough protective foods where they can get the vegetables and fruits to get the minerals they want and the vitamins they, they want. Mm-hmm. But now, the ones who are now obese, apart from also ruling out the, the condition which could be making them obese, the hormonal issues, like are they on steroids and um, are there any condition which could be interfering with hormones, you know, apart from ruling out those ones, then you need to change the diet the child is feeding on. You realize most of the time those kids tend to feed a lot, so you need to learn to control the portions, but this one you cannot do all at once. Because this child is already used to feeding. So what you do is you do more of the vegetables, less of the carbohydrates, and then a bit of the proteins. That way it's filling. So you know when you eat a lot of vegetables, you feel full. So you want the child to feel full, but at it you are given less calories. We encourage feeding on, um, um, what do we call them, the whole, whole meal you know, kind of foods, uh, which are not quite well refined. Yeah. More of the traditional foods, if they can do, you know, arrow roots, guashes, um, bananas, green bananas, and then now you make them balance, maybe some bit of meat, and then the vegetables, like that. Other than giving, you know, the chips, the chicken, which is fried, you know, mm-hmm. those kind of foods. You try more of the natural, healthy, balanced foods. Then encourage them to exercise a lot and you look for the games they like to play. So maybe if they like to ride a bike, encourage them to ride a bike, encourage them to play football, encourage them to swim. You know, I, I encourage more of outdoor activities than indoor. Limit your screen time as much as possible because screen time means they are just seated and when they are seated, they are eating popcorns as they are watching TV. So try to limit them being indoors and encourage the outdoor activities. 
activities. So as you are checking your diet, you are also checking, you know, what else they are able to do to exercise to help them lose that weight and also become healthy at the same time. I would like to take you back a little bit. Could you uh, expound more on the uh, therapeutic foods? That these therapeutic foods, uh, they actually come prepared and we get them from UNICEF. And uh, I've spoken about the F75 and F100. F75 means like in every 100 ml of that milk, you get around 75 uh, kilocalories. So that's what we usually start with. And then once they are able to have appetite and they have lost the food they had accumulated, like the edema is now gone, then we transition to F100. And then from there we can move to other foods which are also therapeutically prepared they're ready to use you know foods like the plumpiness and the like that's what we have in the public in the private you may not get the same but you also some have some you know foods which are also prepared in the same way like we have um, some milk which they usually come uh, to be able to help us to manage those patients who are also not putting on weight very well. So if you talk to your pediatrician, they are able to know, even if it's not in the public, in the private, they will know which other therapeutic foods to, to give you to help your baby to, to put on weight the way we want them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would want to add on malnutrition? I would just encourage, um, when you find your child is not feeding well and you seem to be struggling, because it's a big issue and uh, parents raise it, they will say my baby does not like to feed. Always find out what the problem could be. Sometimes it is how you are preparing that food which is making it not palatable for the baby and uh, the baby doesn't like the food anymore. Or it's even the consistency. You find a baby is one year old and you are blending that food. That baby will not eat that food because at one year they appreciate taste. And they want to chew because even they have teeth. So you have to be changing according to the way the baby is growing. So check your test of food, how you present it, and whether it's palatable or not to the baby. Also how you give the same food to the baby matters. Some parents, they are quite neglectful. You'll find food is just placed there and baby is supposed to feed themselves. Whether they feed or not, that is their problem. Others will find they are trying to force food down the baby's throat which is very risky first, they can choke, but apart from that, they grow hating food and they relate, they assume, you know, when you are feeding, it becomes a bad thing to them. So you have to, you know, let them to enjoy the feeding. It's a very nice, you know, moment for them for feeding so that they can have the good relationship with, with food. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, once teach your baby one thing, when we are feeding your baby, once they show you signs that they are full, just let them be and then try and give food another time when you are ready. When you keep on forcing baby to eat even when they are full, that is the same mentality they'll take when they are grown-ups. You will find someone as, you know, you have eaten your food, you are full, but you have to eat until you see the you know the plate because that's how you, you got used to and that's what basically keeps on coming on. Mm-hmm. So we have to know them, they have to relate with food. You eat when necessary and when you are full, you have to know to say, now this is enough. Thank you so much, Dr. I'm so sure that uh, many people have learned from this discussion Keep it here for more episodes of the A to Z of Disease podcast with me, Rose Mokonyo. The A to Z of Disease podcast. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 